Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Katie Bresak, a board-certified holistic health coach who supports busy women with nutrition and wellness counseling with a speciality in hormonal health, post-birth control, pre- and postnatal, and preparing for pregnancy, and also helping women transition through perimenopause and menopause. Beautiful. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm really, really excited to be here. Well, thank you for being here. Can you expand a bit more on where today with your business? And I was going to say, who do you love working with? I always ask that, but like, I know who you love working with. So tell me more about those people. Yeah. Um, so when I started my business, I was, I've always worked with women specifically. And a few years into my business, I realized I was like missing a piece of the puzzle. And that puzzle was hormones and how important it is for women during different hormonal life phases to really be focusing on different types of food and like eating for fertility is very different than like eating during perimenopause. Right. So I felt like once I really focused on this, on these, this piece of the puzzle, the hormonal piece, it really shifted so much in terms of how my clients were feeling like drastically and myself included too. I remember preparing for my wedding and going into it being like, this is great. I'm so chill, like no stress. And then, you know, period one month was like much longer than normal and realizing like all of these small things that I didn't really think about were showing up not only in my life, but my client's life. So Mm -hmm. going back and doing a program with Dr. Sarah Gottfried and Nicole Jardim, um, who's an expert and she's written a few, both of them have written a few books and just kind of like diving into that and really getting a deeper understanding of literally how our hormones regulate everything in our body. So if we're thinking about nutrition and lifestyle without hormones, when it comes to women's health, we're really missing, we're missing a lot of um, key elements yes. that can make a huge difference in the way that we we feel every day. And especially as we go through different life changes. <laughs> yeah, that is, is beautifully put because it is so true. It's the entirety of the situation. It's the entirety of, of us the, the human beings that we are because you can focus on I mean we're very big with with mindsets the stories the beliefs the promises all these things that the barriers that hold us back however that's only one part of it the other part is the emotions the feelings the neurochemicals the nervous system these things are different and they have to be looked at you can't just have the beliefs and rewire the promises and all these other things without understanding the emotions and how that impacts mm-hmm. because emotions 
even from a, a false belief, are very real things. So you have to manage oh both. Yes. It's the entirety. So I love that you you call it the missing piece to the puzzle. Love that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I agree with you because it's like, it's not, I think when we think about health, a lot of times we think either uh, diet or movement, and it's really looking at it very holistically. And like you mentioned, like, mindset plays a really big role in that. Right. And so does your sleep and who you're spending time with. So when I was speaking with my clients, a lot of times they're like, Oh, I thought we would just talk about nutrition, but I'm like, we've got to talk about your bowel movements. We've got to talk about your stress and we all have stress. Right. But it's like, how are you coping and managing with that? But even deeper than that, where in your body are you actually holding that stress? Because Cortisol, the stress hormone is the boss of all of your hormones. So we can't talk about hormonal health diet, diet changes without talking about like stress and mindset and, and all the other components of it as well. Yeah. And that's where it becomes, it is complicated. It's easy to put it together, but it can be overwhelming. It can be complicated. This is why you know, your expertise comes in, our expertise to be able to guide and be like, okay, let's focus on this. Here's how it works. Here's how these things are linked. And here's what you need to do if that's the right thing for you. So exactly. one thing you mentioned in there, which I want to sort of touch upon and get your, your two cents worth, because you said helping you cope and manage. Now, oh my gosh, a lot of us cope with things, which is avoidance, which is eating, which is alcohol, which is a whole mm -hmm. host of other things, managing. Now that's, that's different. So I just want to look at that nuance of coping versus actually managing. Yeah, because unfortunately, right, like we're never not going to have stress. We live in 2023. Just having an email pop up or a text on your phone pop up, like actually does raise your cortisol, the stress hormone, right? So we're never going to eliminate stress. I even say this, like, even if you're on a deserted island, right, there's still going to be stress involved. Like, I think we were always like, oh, if I could just be in a deserted island, I'd be fine. But it's like, okay, well, where where's the food coming from? Like, do you have shelter? right? There's always going to be a level of stress. I think stress has gotten a bad word because we're all just chronically stressed, right? But we need stress. We need the cortisol to like get us up in the morning and moving. And it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. It's just that if you've been chronically stressed for so long, what I see with my clients is that like the baseline of how they feel is so high like they, they can manage so many things mm. and they're like, I'm not stressed. Like I feel totally fine. I'm like, but your baseline is way up here when your body is showing all these symptoms, like stubborn weight loss, like so exhausted, like wired, but tired. So mm. my whole thing is like, yeah, you can like cope with the stress all day long and you can keep piling and piling and piling. But if you're not noticing the symptoms that in your body always whispers right until it starts screaming at you then we've got to really rethink about how you can manage that and I think a lot of times we talk about going for a walk or meditation and my big thing is like are you over scheduling yourself are you saying no enough like so many of us as humans we we're yesers um we also don't want to miss out on things like FOMO right this has become a big thing since social media started. Um, we're not delegating enough. We, because we just keep piling it on. We're like, well, I can manage this. I can handle this. But and all the, of a sudden you feel like crap. 
that's the people pleasing tendency of the solopreneur and maybe the CEOs who haven't quite hit that that level and release this. The need to because normally we're working on businesses that are, are passion driven. So I want to help other people. Yes, I can help you. I want to over deliver, undercharge, lose some work life balance because I love what I do. There's all these things that sort of come into this. Um, one, I just want to touch back on one point that you said there with the stress. I think it was a great point. Is you know, stress. It, it's actually okay because we we need we need fear. Fear should never be driving the bus. Mm. It should be in the back with the iPad. But fear needs to come with us on our journey. And when we need it, when there is a real danger, it's there to help us. But mostly, in real life, it doesn't actually help. So with that, when you're working out, when you're, when you're, when you're building muscle, stress allows your muscles to build. So mm -hmm. some level of stress is good. It's needed. It's part of this. It's, it's okay. Your point, chronic stress. Yeah. That's where it's bad. And the misalignment with what's the baseline. So I just want to sort of highlight that. Pause yeah. there and be like, that's huge. If you take nothing away else away from this episode, that there could be a game changer. Yes. And the fact that most people don't realize that they're chronically stressed. Because if you surround yourself, like your coworkers or you're an entrepreneur and you surround yourself with other entrepreneurs that are doing the same thing and feel the same way. I just remember being in my early 20s, living in New York City. My friends and I all were struggling with the same things like burnout already and like exhaustion and constantly getting sick. But because we were all experiencing it, we're like, well, this must be quote unquote normal. Like yeah. we're all feeling this way. And then you, you step out of that and you're like, well, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Like I want to make some changes. Like this is not working for me. Mm. And I feel better in my forties in terms of like my health than I did in my twenties. Um, mm. No, different, obviously different things that I'm going through different life stages and hormonally and different things are shifting and changing, but in terms of like mental clarity and energy and just knowing how to take care of myself. Um, yeah. Understanding lessons, yeah. all this knowledge comes in and what you just described now, I want to give some, some sort of tangible takeaways to this. When, if we surround ourselves with other people who are just distressed and we can see other people when they're stressed, but it's like, I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed. I'm honestly not stressed. We actually come on, Mark. Yeah, you are. One way of pinpoint, this is the protection cycle that we teach with them and forget yourself. So this is the avoidance that we do. There's something you're avoiding. And then what happens? How can you recognize that? Because you're reacting. So mm -hmm. if I react to something the kids said or the dog did or a client or a situation or someone driving past me, if I react, mm -hmm. it's like, hold on. If there's a reaction, it means there's something you're avoiding. And mm, then like traditionally that. what we do, we then go into a place that we call victimville where we blame, complain, deflect, justify, oh my gosh, make all the excuses as to why it's okay. Oh, it must be normal. All my friends do it. So that avoid, react, and then make excuses. If you find yourself in there, and the one information is react. If you find yeah. yourself reacting, oh my gosh, you may well be stuck in the cycle. That's some great information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I see often with my clients is they're like, oh my God, I didn't know how bad I was feeling until I started feeling better or different. Ooh, yeah. Like that's the thing. Like you, most of us don't realize that we're not feeling as healthy as we could be because if you've been feeling like this way for so long, unless you actually actively make changes and want to make that choice of like, okay, my body is whispering to me or it's screaming 
I'm paying attention. I'm going to make some changes. And so many of my clients are like, I didn't know I was feeling that bad. I just thought I was having one or two things that were not working for me. I didn't know all of these things were affecting me and making me feel like this. Um, I've gone through that as well. Yeah. That's massive. I wasn't aware because some of these things we know what we're avoiding. There are certain things that you know what's on your list that you've avoided. There are certain oh. things that you can't do because you're scared. There's a fear or there's a doubt or an overwhelm, whatever it might be. However, there are those things that are sneaky because they're in the subconscious. We don't realize until they're brought to the the front and then, oh my gosh, we're at choice. Then it's we get to choose, okay, am I going to avoid this or can I make a change? And I love that's where you come in to help with that awareness and make that actual physical real life change. So with this, with this transition, let's talk about, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your, because we always talk about other people, what they should do and how, no, let's talk about us. So as, as the business owner, what, what's it like for you as, because right now you, you've been going through a couple of different transitions. You're going through another one. There's a lot happening. So what's it like for you, the business owner to, to build, to grow and go through different sort of life life stages. You might laugh at this, but, um, sleep. I really, really focus on getting to bed on time. I am such a night person. Like I I think that's why I loved living in New York city. Um, I naturally want to just stay up. So I actively every night, like have to put myself to bed on time. (laughs) Um, I try, I practice every night going to sleep. I always say if I can get, if I get a really solid good night's sleep, like I can do not everything, but I can handle what's being thrown at me. So that's just something that I've really had to kind of like come to terms with because I lifestyle wise, like, well, and now I'm a mom, I have three-year-old twins. So I'm exhausted by the end of the day. Like I'm fine going to bed. Like it's fine. Um, But it's just something I like really practice. And I practice what I preach with the sleep because it's been life changing. And it's really been the one thing. If I sleep well, I eat well, I move well. Like I am not reacting. Like I'm not one of those moms that's like screaming at her children. Right. Like I'm not like reacting. Um, So I feel like for me, it's like the sleep. That point there. You've just identified, I love you where you're, you're we're bringing it back to the, those cycles. That's you're not reacting. It might be when we're acting, it might be that it's, it's the wrong business for us, or we don't like who we're with, or we just haven't drunk our water or had enough sleep. It can be as I'm just, we know we're hangry at times. It can just be, Mark, have you had a sandwich? Yeah. Have, have you got enough sleep? Have you got your, some sunshine on your face? Yes. Sometimes it can be the simple things. A, a lot of the times, so I love. Most of the time, it is honestly like most of the time, it's the simple things that we think we're doing. Yeah, you know, like I'll talk to my clients, and I'm like, "Well, talk to me about what you're eating. Like, what time are you eating? Like, are you drinking water?" And they're like, "Oh my god, I I thought I was drinking a lot of water. I thought I was eating meals, but when we're so mm-hmm. busy, the simple things." seem like we're doing them because we're alive, right? We're drinking water, we're eating food, but unless we pay a little bit closer attention to those things, we're like, oh yeah, like, why am I overcomplicating this? I feel like nutrition has become extremely overcomplicated and it's like, we've got to go back to the basics. Are you, are the basics working for you? How do we, I always am like, let's build that foundation first. It's like really about blood sugar. And I love that you brought up being hangry because that's the first sign that your blood sugar is off. 
and keeping and regulating your blood sugar is literally the foundation for happy hormones. Uh, so if anyone's ever felt hangry or if you feel hangry often, we definitely need to chat because uh, we want to make sure you're eating enough food and making sure your blood sugar is balanced. Um, and this also affects your sleep. If you're waking up at two, three o'clock in the morning, um, that is a sign that your blood sugar is just not managed throughout the day as well, too. So I love that you brought up being hangry because that's a big sign yeah. that your body, it's, your body's basically yelling at you and making you a little angry. <laughs> yeah. So you said what you, you do right now to sort of to, to cope, to, to manage through this is for you, it's like sleep. That's, that's number one. But what does yeah. it do? Where are your, what are the challenges that you found with being a, being a business owner as you have twins, three-year-old twins um, about to make a, a move across the country uh, your business is doing well and expanding. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of things to juggle here. So as the business owner, where's your areas of what's what's tough for you? Even though you know all this, all these good tactics, Ooh, even though you have yeah, all the good advice. Yeah, because I'm definitely not perfect, right? And I'm not ever, I'm never preaching like do what I'm doing. Like it's more like let's figure out what works for you, right? So what works yeah. for me is the sleep. Um, I am very good at, scheduling and not over scheduling. I've gotten, I've gotten really good at learning how to say, no, this is not working for me. Or, um, if somebody invites me to do something and it's just not in alignment, you know, I feel like I've really had to a work with my schedule and really say no, and then delegate. Like my husband and I are really a good team. Like we thank God. Um, like we, parent, like we parent together. Like he works from home. I work from home. We have help twice a week, you know? So just really being, I know it sounds, I sound really regimented, but it's like, I've got that schedule works really well. Um, yeah. because you know, I, I want to be flexible. I want to have freedom, but time you gotta, I've got to really be mindful of how, I guess what I want to say is I want, I'm mindful of how I'm spending my time and who I'm spending my time with mm. is a better way to explain that. So what, what is tough for you? Cause you've, I've asked the question twice. What's, what's, what's the challenge? You told me what you're doing. Well, you told me what, yeah, what, no, I think it's like just it. all of the things it's like, it's life is never slow, like ever. Right. So it's, it's a lot. Like, I don't, I don't know how, like exactly, I can't pinpoint the exact challenge. It's like all of it, right? It's like managing the house, it's running the business, it's managing the boys' schedules. I feel like it's trying to quiet my mind. I feel like I have so much in my mind all the time. What, what's your mind That's saying? What's the biggest challenge? What's what's going on? Because I love the way you said life, life is never slow. Oh my gosh, in this yeah. modern day and age, you're a mom, partner, business owner, uh, guide people. There's, there's a lot. And that's not even thinking about you, what you need. So what, what are the voices saying? What, what is your mind like? My mind's like, slow down, stop, <laughs> take a vacation. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, I think the biggest challenge is just staying on track and staying with what I'm doing yeah. and like staying focused. You know, I think like that's just always the biggest challenge is like finding that time. Because before having kids, I had time. But as I mentioned earlier, when we were just pre-chatting, like I'm so much more focused now that I have less time. Like I feel like I'm getting so much more done, even though I have less time. 
But then there are projects that I want to work on that I just haven't been able to get to because I honestly really just don't have the bandwidth to do yeah. it right now. So let's let's talk about that time because yeah, with pre-kids, it's like I had all this time. You have a set amount of hours a day and they were full and you were doing your business and then you had kids and I'll have this amount of time. But the time's full. So and I got more things in. So we we always... I mean, we always say nature abhors a vacuum. Oh my gosh, it will fill your time. Clear your calendar. It's amazing what was going to start to creep in. So it's, yeah, having more on, more responsibility. As you said, it's changed your, changed your approach. You've had to be focused more. It's, yeah. So it's like the, the things that need to get done, get done. So I think the challenge is the bigger projects, the bigger ideas have not gotten done, which mm. I kind of, new going into having children that might be the case and then while they're in the thick of it and then they're going to go to school in the fall I'll have a little bit more like time to kind of come back to some of those like bigger projects that I'm really excited to do um but just didn't even have the creativity bandwidth like I think sometimes when my brain is so full the creativity mm. is not theirs you know so yeah. it's more like I'm going to come back to this when I'm ready to versus I think years ago, I would have forced myself to do it. And I it wouldn't have come out the way that I wanted it to come out where now I'm taking a, an approach of this is just not the time for me to do this specific project when it is, it's going to come easier to me. And that's what I've noticed in my business. Like when I don't force things, like I have an idea, like I've been writing a book for a while. Um, it will get done. I'm not forcing it. And when I actually get back to doing it, I'm going to have more fun with it. It's going to flow easier and it's just yeah. going to be better. Like I, that's what I've really realized as a coming, having a business for nine years and then having children, it, cha it changed the process. And I've actually enjoyed it more because I'm not putting so much pressure on myself as much as I was before. Cause I had so much time. I'm like, well, I should do this. I should do that. And now everything is just like very clear and focused. Um, knowing that, those next things will, will come. And when they yeah. do come there, that's exactly when they're supposed to be there. So I don't even yeah. know if I answered your question, but. <laughs> yes, we, we went on a different sort of tangent that, but yeah, absolutely. This is all about, you know, it's bandwidth. You put things pack back and aside because you can't do everything. You've had to be able to focus, which yeah. sometimes if, if it says it's the biggest things, which means the business is doing okay, but oh my gosh, I get to that next level to, to expand it, to help more people have bigger impacts, all these things. It's this other work needs to happen. And right now it's not quite the right time. You need the time, you need bandwidth, you need the, the energy to put the right energy into yeah. it. That's a huge and point. I read this whole, I've been reading about creativity and how like your brain needs to be bored in order to be creative. And I'm telling you, my brain has not been bored, <laughs> especially with toddlers. So to kind of have that space again, to have things come in and like be creative and i'm i'm feeling like the space is starting mm -hmm. to expand again in my brain like i do feel that um that mom brain really was there for like the first two and a half years and one day i woke up and i was like oh i, I i'm getting see it again. again like my brain's not foggy like i didn't believe in it until I experienced it and then it went away and I was like, oh yeah, like so primal that you're so focused on keeping your children alive mm. 
that it really didn't have like that extra space. Like it's interesting. And I, I mean, for me, that's my experience. It might be different for other people, but I really felt like when they were two and a half, I called my friend and I was like, did this happen to you? I felt like one day, like I, my brain just had more room. <laughs> that's beautiful. We can all take that into the being a business owner because having that sort of mental fog, I mean, the, the, the brain fog from, from COVID, for example, that was a real thing. So totally. being a mom, yes, that's in there. There's an entrepreneur. So what's it like to focus on the stress, on the worry, on what's going wrong, to not be able to step back and be like, ah, oh, hold on. I can now see all these things. That's not moving the needle. Why am I spending all my time doing this job when I'm bad at it? It's not working. I, I'm, it's that faux action. Is there side quests? All these things that aren't actually working. And so in your position, when you do have the responsibility of your twins and the business, it's okay. I need to be much more focused, much more efficient and effective yes. with what I do. But yes. seeing, seeing the work and what moved the needle is, is sometimes it's being tough to be close. So what, what are the jobs that you still find yourself doing and realize, or maybe, maybe you can realize right now, what jobs are you doing? They're like, actually, it doesn't move the needle and I still do it. Why am I doing that? Well, it's interesting because I don't really post on social media that much anymore um, because it wasn't really moving the needle for my business specifically. Like I know other people do it for their businesses. It works well. They spend so much time in there. But when I had kids, I, I just don't have as much time to be in social media. And that's not even how people are finding me. They're finding me mostly through referrals or Google search and like my business has actually grown and been busier without me being so focused in social media, but I felt like I needed to be in there every day. I should be posting. I should be sharing. I should be doing all this stuff. But when I took a closer look, I was like, that's not what's growing my business right now. So why I'm like, Katie, why are you stressing about this? Why are you spending time on this when that's not necessarily moving the needle? It might be when you create this program that you're going to be creating and getting back into it. Like, I'm not saying it's bad, but like, I just saw like myself wasting time when it wasn't actually, when I took a closer look at numbers, I was like, yeah, this is just not where I should be focusing my time right now. Yeah. I love that. And it's funny what's right for you because seeing yeah. this and spending all the time, if social media, it might be the right thing for you. It might not be. Can you track where things are coming from? Is it the right thing? Or is it Maybe you can't do social media and you know it's going to really help with the reach, with the um, transparency, the vulnerability, the connection. Oh, my gosh. But being so scared to be seen to do this. Oh, I'll, I'll just go and do this. I'll just go and take care of this instead. There are all these, again, back to the first cycle, avoidance. Then we react and then we can justify why, why it's like why I'm doing this job rather than the thing that you know is going to move the needle. So what's... yeah. For you, what's on the horizon? Where's your focus? What What is next for your business? What are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to getting my book done. <laughs> um, so I'll let you know when that is. Um, giving myself the next like six months to a year to like really get that done. Um, and I'm planning on self-publishing right now. And then I'm actually creating a program with a friend who does pelvic floor therapy. And we're going to combine pelvic floor therapy with nutrition for postpartum uh, moms fantastic i love that yeah. so collaboration more impact to the world and yeah just changing the world in your area 
with your ladies. Oh my gosh, beautiful. Katie, look, thank you so much for sharing your story, uh, your business behind the scenes and so much value, so many hints and tips. I've loved it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And if people want to find out more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? I am, you can find me Katie Bresak, um, which is Instagram, Facebook, and my website. So come say hi. And if you want to sign up, I do have a free gift, which is like a five-step guide to starting to support your hormones and some really yummy recipes with chocolate. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. So if you want to kind of just like get some information to kind of start in your journey. And if you ever have any questions, like, please send me a note and let me know if you need anything. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Uh, it's been, yeah, it's been so much fun. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.